you know, Sasha didn't pin me, and then that that builds a feud between them. Yeah, exactly. I can see that happening. I yeah, can that. I can see that happening. But I'm gonna go with Tamina. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Grapples and Apples, a podcast that talks about everything from professional wrestling to bringing hope and joy into this new world. Because a huge friend of the show's, Big Dog, the Big Sexy, him and his his lady love, his partner, they just welcomed their first child, Chloe, into the world. So congratulations to that whole family on bringing in their lovely girl into this brand new world, even in the midst of all the nonsense that is COVID-19. But anyway... You, you missed a perfect opportunity. Instead of saying we have a huge thing, you could have said a big thing, because he's the big dog. Uh, he means big sexy. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. I apologize. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. How silly of me. But... Your head in the game, guy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But as you can all tell, we have the return. The return of the kid. You're listening to us on SoundCloud.com. Says Grapples Apples. Says Grapples the number two. If you don't like SoundCloud.com, you got Grapples. You got. I'm sorry, you got Grapples Apples. You hear me? You got Google Play Music. You got Apple Podcasts. No matter where you're listening, as long as you are listening. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Ilwell the Thrill, the Poetarian, Shakespearean candidate, major English, whatever you need me to be. That's why I be because that's who I is. Joined once again from his. Remote destination, aka from his house. From from the bedroom, live from the bedroom, always practicing social distancing. It is the very sensual, the very night. Mister Sunglasses, literally at night and in the dark himself. Your boy, shades, and my monkey next to me. So she's somewhere under this blanket. <laughs> As always, folks. We are here to bring you all of the news and all of the going-ons in the world of professional wrestling. You know, with COVID-19 wrecking everything, we got basically a whole bunch of WrestleMania stuff going on as this was the final go-home show before WrestleMania 36. WrestleMania too big for one night. But, before we go into go-home shows... And news, and signings, and predictions, because that's what Tommy does. Shades, I know you're a little, you know, you're out there a little bit. You're, you're not right next to me, but I still need you to do me something. I need you to do something for me, man, please. And what is that, my friend? Ring that bell. Alright, so let's talk some non-WWE news. Now, unfortunately, because of what's going on, there's not much going on in the world outside of WWE and or AEW. The ones who don't have the big financial backings, they can't really do much right now. But what we do have is two bits of news coming from two of the other big North American promotions. Ring of Honor has finally decided to include all of their live pay-per-views as part of their Honor Club subscription. Now, I thought, duh, because duh... If they had been doing this from the beginning, we probably would have gotten Honor Club a year ago. But yeah. they only offer discounts for their live pay-per-views unless you were part of like 
Honor Club Premium Diamond Superstar whatever. I was like, I'm not doing all that. So now they finally woke up and got their heads out of their behinds, and I've decided to include all their live reviews as part of their Honor Club subscription. I mean, that's really good. Um, this is something that like they were doing like a tier mode, uh, essentially, where you get a discount on your pay per views. Something that more akin to the what we were speaking about. I think maybe last year, a year and a half ago, we were like, "Hey, maybe WWE is going to change their." their network subscriptions to a, a tier mode where, you know, maybe if they do, like, a belt thing or it's like, oh, IC Championship package is, uh, you, you get Raw and SmackDown, but the World Heavyweight Championship, you get all the pay-per-views for free at, like, I don't know, 25 bucks for a month or something like that. So, I mean, it's about time that uh, Ring of Honor uh, has given their fans something else to to pursue in terms of downloading especially in this time right now where there's you know nothing but time to watch if you're not you know an essential worker um, having their their, uh, whenever they have their pay-per-views again um this this is good for them this is good for all like you know diehard ring of honor fans um for me i think this is finally you know like hey Way to get your head out of the sand, yeah. and and give your fans, you, you know, something that they deserve. For sure. So congratulations, congratulations to the AEW fan base for finally getting. You mean Ring of Honor fan base? Paper piece. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Ring <laughs> of Honor fan base. I'm sorry. I mean, I you're, am, you're not entirely wrong, considering you know the majority of their important part of the roster is now AEW, but. Yeah, I mean. AEW fans now can re-download the full Honor Club or, or yeah. resubscribe. Maybe they can watch, you know, Marty Russell or Flip Gordon or uh, the Villain Enterprises or the, the Briscoes or, you know, yeah. whoever else they have left yeah. in Ring of Honor. You know, it's funny because, like I mentioned before, <laughs> when when we started this podcast, you know, we were like, okay, we got to subscribe to all of these things so that we can watch all the shows. So, you know, I got I went ahead and got New Japan World. Um, Maddie Bizzle, who used to be a part of this, he's the one who locked down WWE Network. And then the three of us looked over at Ring of Honor's Honor Club, and we we're just like, "What? This doesn't even include the pay per views? Like, no, forget this nonsense." No thanks. Exactly. It's like we were gonna pay ten bucks for WWE for everything, nine ninety nine yen for New Japan for everything. And then ten bucks work of honor, but not get pay per views. Mm, mm. <laughs> That's a no. It's gonna be a no. It's gonna be a no for me, dog. Exactly, do exactly. But now, now if Ring of Honor decides to become good again after all this is over, we may reevaluate the situation. Probably not. Very possible. <laughs> Very In- possible. Highly unlikely. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ring of Honor. You're so bad. Anyway, moving on. So, a bit of an interesting news, in my opinion. Impact Wrestling has confirmed the signing of Kylie Ray. Now, why this is interesting to me is, when AEW first launched, Kylie Ray was one of their big female names that they were pushing right out the gate. Uh-huh. They signed Kylie Ray. She was part of the the... 
the big picture to start, it was her, Nyla, and Britt. Those are the three that they were really pushing as part of the women's division. Then, out of nowhere, seemingly, Kyler Ray was gone. Her and AEW both announced that they mutually agreed that she would leave the company. There was a lot of rumors, speculations as to why the um, the main report was like it was for mental health issues or whatever. And so everyone was like, all right, cool, whatever. And then she started doing indie bookings. And I was like, okay, cool, I guess. Maybe she just didn't want to be tied down to one promotion. But now that she signed on to Impact, it's interesting more. It's more interesting. Because it's like, so it couldn't have been the TV thing, because she's going to be on TV now. It couldn't have been the exclusivity, because she's going to be at least somewhat more exclusive to Impact than other promotions. So what happened that she left AEW so abruptly, and now she signed with Impact? Is it the traveling thing? Was she not ready for that? Is it something that she just didn't care for the company itself? Because my thought is, if it was something where it was a moment in time, that she could have gone back to AEW whenever she was done with whatever issue she was having. So for her to go to uh-huh. Impact tells me that there was something specific to AEW that she was not about. Could be the direction. The direction of the women's division at the time. Could be. Um, they, didn't, they didn't have a real like plan for them. I mean, they were just trying to generate feuds and then eventually incorporate a women's division, but uh, they didn't have... Well, let's face it, they didn't have much plans for... There's, there's honestly their three biggest signees in terms of uh, Kylie Ray, Britt Baker, and Nyla Rose. So mm-hmm. uh, maybe she didn't like the direction they were going to go with her. So she's like, you know what? I, right now, I mentally, I need, I need a break. I, I can't deal with that. And she started thinking her bookings. She's like, you know what? I'll go to Impact. They kind of had their division already established. I can do something there. Yeah, maybe. That's the only thing that really makes sense to me. Maybe she didn't want to be at the top of the card? Because I don't think she'll be the top of the card of the Impact Division. I think she'll float somewhere in the middle. No, no it's it's not even being about uh, being on top of the card. It's more about like just having a plan with the women's division. I mean, but we don't know that that's the case. I'm just speculating here. I'm saying no, maybe no, that was part of it also. It's all speculation age, baby. You know what I, you know what this is. It's all sure, speculation sure. age. But what I'm saying is, this is the only thing, in my opinion, that makes, the only speculation that makes uh, the most sense. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Who knows? But, again, who knows? Like, like you said, who knows? But, you know, congratulations to Impact on signing another yeah. big female wrestler. Yeah. I'm telling you, once again, Impact is starting to stack up the women's division. Yeah, I mean, they're making a lot of uh, great signings that are, that can slowly bolster their entire division. Yeah. Not, not, not just women's, but, but men's also. It's just like, all right, let's sign this person here and sign this person there. You know, we can't offer them the big bucks like WWE can, mm-hmm. but, or, or we can give them the TV time that AEW can, but we can do is we can build you into being a star. Right. And, and they have done a good job of doing that. 
they have done a good job of building uh, certain superstars into being, at least having the fan base believe that they're main event material. True, very true. I mean, two years ago, who would have thought that Tessa Blanchard was, you know, going to be wrestling Sammy Callahan or anybody for the for the Impact Worlds Championship, you know? Yeah, very Nobody. true. Very true. They did a good job at slowly building that feud mm-hmm. and then executing it at the right time, even though all the BS came out the night before. Yeah. I mean, so I'm looking on their website now and, like, they're... Their knockouts division includes, you know, Jordan Grace, who's their current knockouts champion, Katie Forbes, uh-huh. Kira Hogan, who gets better and better, Kylie Ray, Madison Rain, who's got years of experience, Rosemary, who's been doing this for a long time, Sue Young, who's been at this for a while, Taya Valkyrie, who was just their longest reigning Impact uh, uh, knockouts champion, Tadeo Dashwood, who's got you know. The experience and the the star power of her her past time in WWE, and then of course Tessa, who's their world, who's Impact's world champion. So you know their women's division is nothing to scoff at. Yeah, I mean it's it's not as stacked as WWE's women's division, oh, but sure. I mean in terms of like in ring talent, the Knockouts division. I've always said this in the in the past. I, I'll, I'll continue to say the Knockouts division is always one of Impact's or. TNAs or Global Force Wrestling, whatever the hell they're naming themselves <laughs> at, at this time of the week, their, their knockout division has always been um, A1. Sure, 100%. Like, you know, Gail Kim, Gail Kim was yep. in charge of, like, uh, of, of getting all these girls together, and, and she always did a good job. Yeah, 100%. Um, okay, so moving from... Kylie Ray's current employer to who her more recent past employer, AEW had um had themselves a busy week. First things first, they they, they announced the brand new TNT Championship. Now, before we get any further, can we talk about the name of this thing? It's a pug. It's the TNT Championship. Come on, oh, man. It, it, it's it's very repug. I just, ugh. Just, ugh. I don't know. Did you use chapstick before you kissed, uh, you know, <laughs> ass? <laughs> that is, that is just like a kiss up belt, like the T. You could have just gone TV champion. Yeah. Just be the TV cha- television champion. Why, why has TNT championship? Yep. Come on. That was exactly. Come on. That was exactly my response. I was like. Why not just call it the the TV championship or the cable championship or like I don't know the, not the TNT. I understand that like the television championship is a WCW thing. I understand that the internet championship is something that's been used in other promotions more recently. I get that, but come on, TNT. You're gonna name the championship after your television partner? That's so lame. And then what what happens if, God forbid, they no longer have a contract with TNT? Granted, it's for three years, whatever. But what happens when if they move to another channel? Are they going to rebrand it the... Lifetime Championship. <laughs> <laughs> 
welcome to the Hallmark Championship match. <laughs> <laughs> it's silly. It's silly. Like, what if they get bought by, bought by Nickelodeon? You can have the Nickelodeon champ. It's it's goofy. It's so like this is so dumb. A I, new AMC champion. Uh, oh, the Tsunami champion. That's for you. Um, for you older heads out there, like uh, Grill and I. Oh my uh, god. This, Tsunami. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't get it. They, they could have. I know they're not trying to do the whole weight classes because you know they, they don't, they don't want like a heavyweight champion and a totally cool. champion. Fine, awesome, get it, cool. I'm with you. Pick a better name. It's an awful name. Yeah, I, 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 anything. You could have done anything. The PlayStation champion, the, 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 the Xbox champion, anything. Not the TNT champion. <sighs> anyway, now, moving away from its horrendous name and to what it actually is. And it's a mid-card belt, which, you know, we all, anyone and everyone knows, you gotta have your top belt, your tag belt, your women's belt, and then you gotta have a mid-card belt. Because you can't have your entire promotion all going out to the same championship. So you gotta have a mid-card belt to keep your mid-card busy. So I'm totally cool with them having a mid-card championship. And I'm also cool with, you know, the way they're going about crowning the first one. Which is what they do. They have tournaments and their tournaments are bangers. So that's what they're doing this time. They're doing, they're holding a... Was it an eight-man tournament, right? Yes, sir. They're holding an eight-man tournament to crown the brand new, the inaugural AEW TNT Championship, which is going to take place over the next few weeks, culminating, hopefully, I think, at double or nothing is what they're hoping for, right? Yes. The tournament starts next week uh, on Dynamite April 8th, and the first round is April 8th and April 15th. Then the second round, there's no date for that yet, but they will have the the semifinals, and then the finals will be at double or nothing on May 23rd. So the eight competitor, the eight competitors and their opponents are as follows. On one side, you have the chairman, Sean Spears, versus Cody. You have Sammy Guevara, the the Spanish God, versus. Darby Allen. On the other side, you have Superbad Kip Sabian versus the natural Dustin Rhodes. And then the Murderhawk Monster, Lance Archer versus Colt Cabana. Now you stated out before that AEW has their, their tournaments and, and their bangers. Yeah. And you're not, and you're not wrong. Except this tournament doesn't scream banger to me, you know? Really? Because I feel like all except for maybe one or two matches are going to be fantastic matches. Yeah, but I, I mean, when you look at it's your bookending the tournament, you know, the first match that you named and the last match that you named, this already smells, for me, smells, feels, everything, you know, touch, sense, taste, everything. Feels like... Cody versus Archer? Cody, Cody versus Archer in the finals. I don't think that's what we're going to get. I really don't think so. 
I feel we have, uh, I, if, if I may, I'm going to sure. plan out the, the, the tournament right now. Yeah, Cody beats Sean, Guevara beats Darby, Dustin beats Kip, Lance beats uh, Colt. Colt. We're in the semifinals, Cody beats Sammy to finally get a win back from for, for the elite over the inner circle. And then you have Lance beat Dustin, but he really, like, he beats him down to the point where Cody has to come out and, like, try to get into, like, the fisticuffs with him. And Jake, uh, Jake Roberts comes out. And he's like, no, not today, Caesar. Uh, at double or nothing. We'll, we'll settle this at double or nothing, finally. We'll finally get our chance at you. And then they face at double or nothing. Lance Archer versus Cody. Okay. I, you know, I can do this in my sleep, man. This is this is ridiculous. I do this in my sleep. Come on. Now, now, I'm not sure that I necessarily agree with you, but by the time you were done, I was on board for that. Because if if you do Dustin versus Lance, and you have Lance Archer just pummel, just, just, if he just runs roughshod over Dustin Rhodes, then a feud, a rivalry that already has embers to it, will now have flames. You know? Uh-huh. And now, you can add the personal thing, which you know Cody does personal very well, and then you can use the space between the semifinals and the final to really boost up the tension of the match. So, once once you once you said, you know, Lance just destroys Dustin, I was like, oh, you know what? I can see how that would work. However, I'm not sure how that, that that's my first thought. I thought, so, to, off the bat, I agree, Cody's going to beat Sean Spears. I think Darby is going to beat Guevara. Dustin beating Kip. Lance beating Colt. Um, I think this is AEW's kind Darby of... Allen push? Yes. So I think Darby's mm. going to beat Cody because they had a tag match this past week on Dynamite and they lost and then Cody... Uh, and then Darby lashed out and punched Cody in the face. So I think that'll help that. Make that a, a, a nice hot match. Plus they have the history of having the first ever match where they went to a time limit draw and all that stuff. So this Darby will finally get his win over Cody. And then, you know, sure, Lance can run over Dustin if you want. And then this will be, you know, the the murder hawk versus, you know, the, the, the man who will not die. And Matt Hardy? You know what I mean. Darby Allen. Because his, oh. his whole thing is that, like, he doesn't give up. You know, he can get beat down and he'll just, he'll never stay down. So, if you're booking Lance Archer as this monster... It's the, you know, immovable force versus the unstoppable, unstoppable force versus the movable object. Yes. So you can play it that way. And then you'll have a good wrestling match without the heat. Or you go your way and then you have the personal feud that may not necessarily bring the same sort of in-ring work. Not that Cody can't go, but I think Lance versus Darby might be a better match. If we're talking about a better match, uh, and I only say that because of the whole immovable force, unstoppable force, immovable object kind of thing. Yeah, but for me, it's it's more like 
story. Like, yeah. We need we need story driven like things right now, especially with uh, COVID nineteen. <clears throat> the future right now is is uncertain. Sure. So. So what you need to do is you need to get this Jake Roberts, Lance Archer, Cody thing off, like, off and running as soon as possible. Because if, if we have a, a lapse in, in production, people may forget about this. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with you whatsoever. I'm totally on board with your booking of this. I'm cool. So what I do, baby. This is what I do. It's true. So, AEW has that going on. So, how are they putting these these shows together? You know, you got COVID-19 that's shutting down everyone and their mother. They got shut down at Daly's Place. So, what are they doing? Well, one QT Marshall happens to have a big old wrestling gym in Georgia. Which is where they have been training their young scouted talent. And so, that's where they decided to do some filming. They filmed this week's Dynamite as well as up until May. They have all set and pre-recorded just in case because we don't know where this is going. As such, reports are out that the police, the cops, 5-0, decided to run up on the gym. And luckily they had all the paperwork, they had everything you know good to go. And so they were able to proceed with the event with the cops there to make sure that they're following guidelines. So anyone who was watching Impact, I mean Impact, you hear me? Anyone who was watching Dynamite, if you noticed how, you know, strict the wrestlers seemed to be about the six feet distance, huh, well, it's because they had the cops there making sure they kept, they kept six feet distance when they were not in the, in the ring. Yeah, I don't think the cops were there to actually enforce the the law or anything. I think they wanted to see Dynamite and, and get spoilers for next week's episode. <laughs> I think that's what they were there for. You think the cops were marks? They're just like, okay, let's watch what's going on. Yeah. Oh, wait, hey, is that, ain't that Cody Rhodes over there? <laughs> yeah. What's going on here? What's this? Is this what is this? Oh, this is AEW. We're filming a show called Dynamite. Isn't oh, that Chris Jericho? I know Chris Jericho. Break the walls down. That's pretty dynamite. You know, can, can we sit in the crowd real quick? Yeah, Imagine how exhausting it must have been to film those episodes back to back to back. Yeah, almost as exhausting as working in a supermarket during this COVID nineteen outbreak. Yeah, I I wouldn't know. I work at a shipping store during Passover, during COVID in a Jewish neighborhood. Maybe not the same. Definitely the same as grocery store, but I understand. Not. <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> Um, so as always, when we talk about Wednesdays and AEW, we talk about ratings. This week is no different. 
but it's very different. <laughs> because Dynamite, their ratings dropped a whole lot. Dropped to an average of 685,000. They normally hover in the 800, 900,000s this week. Not so much. <laughs> However, they still are defeating NXT as NXT on USA drew an average of 590 viewers. Okay, so I was, I was listening back to last week's episode, you know, where I was on my sabbatical. Yes. It's a little insensitive to pit them against each other, especially in, in these, these dire times. Yeah, I mean, I think they were, as a wrestling fan, and as a AEW fan, I'm like, yeah, you know, like, keep doing what you guys are doing, you know, keep winning, keep doing this, keep doing that. Right. It's it's horrifying that their numbers, like, we spoke about this maybe a month or two ago, it was like, their numbers can only go up because people are going to be home, and they've done nothing but go down. Right. So, while, yes, they're in competition against one another, it's it's great that we have we still have something to watch on Wednesdays. Oh, for sure, for sure. Unfortunately, not a lot of people are tuning in week after week. Actually, less and less people are tuning in. Uh, is this? I mean, they're not there because is it the crowd or they they just don't want to watch? You know, two guys or two gals. Uh, I mean, there, there's, there could be a lot of reasons. Circle. There could be a lot of reasons. Like you said, you know, it could be the empty arenas that turn people off. It could be, you know, people are more concerned with COVID than watching wrestling. It could be, it could be anything, you know? I mean, for me, I was, I was listening to ESPN radio today, ESPN New York more specifically, and they actually mentioned WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know what? They're doing one of two things they're either setting like this is either going to help facilitate sports to come back slowly or if one of the the the, the wrestlers gets sick from this this may help this may kill sports entertainment or wrestling you know like hey there's no wrestling anymore you guys are going to be done just like the uh the NLB and the uh, NHL and NBA, so on and so forth. Yeah, they were they were saying like, this is a a, a much needed break. WrestleMania is a much needed break from the twenty four hour news cycle of watching the death tolls go up and and right. the shortages of this and the 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 the, the over shopping of that. You know, this is a good distraction mm-hmm. and. Yeah, you know, for me, I was looking at the card for weeks and weeks and weeks, and I was like, I don't really care for this WrestleMania. I don't really want to watch it. And now that I'm looking down the card, I'm like, you know what? This has the possibility of being a somewhat decent two-night event, you know? Mm. Will it be a Wrestle Kingdom? No. But it's a very, it's a very good distraction from what we've been dealing with for the last month. Right. Last two months, three months, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm happy that WWE is doing this, but 
I don't want it to be at the expense of somebody's health. Sure. And that, and I think that's kind of been the um, the, the big controversy of all this. You know, people have been talking and questioning whether or not WWE should even be putting on WrestleMania right now, you know? And, and like you said, for some, it might be like a, a much welcome distraction. You know, I myself... Like you said, I'm not. I'm not really excited to watch WrestleMania, but I'm very intrigued to watch WrestleMania. To me, it's very just like, huh? I wonder how they pull this off. But then there's other yeah. people who just are adamant that this should not be going on. That you know, they should postpone it, considering how big of an event this is. This is you know WWE's biggest event of the of the year. This is the one yeah. show that even casual wrestling fans know exist. That even casual fans watch like i remember last year when you and i were getting our tickets you know all i, I mentioned to my boss is that hey listen WrestleMania's gonna be in new york and you know me and my friends want to go and they understood you know like okay we're talking wrestlemania we're not talking some joe schmo nonsense so yeah you know there's an argument to be said for saving wrestlemania for when you can really benefit from it Instead of doing this weird empty arena, multiple night, multiple venue, pre-recorded version of WrestleMania. So, I know that there's there's a lot on both sides as to whether or not it should go on, how it should go on. But, WWE decided, hey, we're going to do it. We're going to do it two nights. We're going to do it pre-recorded. We're going to do it in multiple locations. And, that's that. So whether you're for it or against it, we won't see what happens on Saturday and Sunday. I mean, uh, it's a perfect segue into Raw for me because you and I were talking about this, if you're either for this this feud or you're against it. The only feud that I really care about, and it's not for the fact of like, man, this has a lot of heat behind it. I was like, man, what the hell are they going to do with this? Mm-hmm. Is The Undertaker versus AJ Styles. Right. Now, two weeks ago, AJ Styles calls Undertaker. He shoots on him, basically, and calls him Mark Calloway, uh, which is a giant no-no, you know, in the wrestling business, unless pre-approved by the wrestlers in, in said feud. And The Undertaker is one of the few wrestlers who, like, is super behind kayfabe up until like he never even did a single interview out out of character until last year. Yeah. So, Undertaker opens Raw with what I messaged Thrill. I was like, "Man, don't even bother turning on Raw." Undertaker had this corny <laughs> promo, and and. Becky Lynch came out and talked about her journey, and now they're just replaying the main event from WrestleMania last year. He's like, awesome, don't got to turn on Raw, I'm going to bed, whatever. <laughs> and then I went back and actually rewatched The Undertaker's promo, mm. and I dissected it. I was like, you know what, was it that bad? Mm. I was like, no, it wasn't. It was actually pretty decent. Undertaker is... He's, he's in this in-between three phases where he's trying to be still the dead man but he's trying to bring in that American badass type thing and he's still trying to be Mark Calloway he was talking about his wife but he wasn't saying Michelle McCool he was saying 
you uh, uh, you and I were fine until you mentioned her. And he, he's just, he's like, if you want to get real, um, then let's get real Alan Jones, which is AJ Styles' Ooh. real name. Mm. Talking. He's, he's going, he's like, if you want, if you wanted a fight, you're going to get a fight. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be nasty. It's going to be destructive. And then he pulled out a line that he hasn't used since his American badass phase. And this is the first time he actually pulled it out was against one of your favorite wrestlers of all time, Don Dallas Page. He says, you want to go against me? I'll make you famous. Hmm. And I was like, okay. Bring in some old school like flavor back. Appreciate that. That's, that's a deep cut right there. Still don't know what the hell a boneyard match is. <laughs> Still don't know what a boneyard match is, but for me, I was like, you know what? Them kind of shooting on each other now brings a little heat to a little warmth. Yeah. There's there's a little smoke. There's a little ember right there. But there's smoke, there's fire. Heat, which but is that, there that's ain't no like... fire. It's just right now there's a little smoke. There's a little a little a little warmth coming from this feud. Uh, again, I I must reiterate this. What the hell is a boneyard match? I don't even think Vince knows what a boneyard match is. You know what a boneyard match sounds cool. <laughs> What's going to happen? Who knows? It's going to be AJ and Undertaker fighting in like the front lawn of the Firefly Funhouse, <laughs> and and Cena and and the Fiend fighting inside the Firefly Funhouse, and that will turn into a tag team match where uh, God comes down and finally tag teams <laughs> Shawn Michaels. And that will turn into a six-man tag. Uh, the mythical creatures versus human beings. What, but and, Vince McMahon already beat God one-on-one. So, like... Well, he's finally going to answer the call. You know, like, God didn't answer the ten count, so he got counted out technically. Like, so he lost. He lost the match. He lost. So, I, I, I don't know, man. Um, all jokes aside... I, I don't know really what to make of this match, mm-hmm. but at least there's some sort of seasoning to this this blend of old guy wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we got to see. I mean, we'll see. You know, over the weekend, yeah, we finally get the the, the conclusion to the Alan Jones Mark Calloway saga. So lame. So lame. And, you know, you know what pisses me off the most? Not to keep like this is my last Go ahead, thing bro. on this. Go, go for it, bro. You have Undertaker call AJ Alan Jones, but they they called Wendy Wendy Styles against in the <laughs> Samoa Joe thing. Oh, Wendy! Oh my God! Ugh, never mind. Let's, let's well see. No, because oh, what you God. don't understand, what you don't realize. Is that AJ took her last name? Her name is Wendy Styles. He's Alan Jones Styles. That's why he's AJ Styles. Uh, 
And this is why you are you, man. You are very smart. I didn't even realize that. Of course her name is Wendy Stiles. And he took it because he's a gentleman. Exactly. He's very modern. He's very progressive, you know. He's a 21st century man. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. God, we're so stupid. <laughs> anyway. Talking about one promo to another promo. Tonight on SmackDown. Had only two things worth anything. The second one we'll get to a little later. But if we're going to go promo to promo, let's talk about the way SmackDown ended tonight. Uh, I would really like to segue that into predictions. I don't I don't really care about this Otis and Mandy thing anymore. So I, was like, I wanted you to start with that. I would have, really but... go through this, you know, the, the ending of SmackDown. Fine. I just figured if we're going to go from one, you know, major promo to another. But okay, fine. So, anyone who's been following SmackDown TV for the last two months? Yeah, I'll call it two months. Yeah. They've had this through line with Otis and Mandy Rose, and then separately... They've had this, like, glitchy thing going on. Like, every once in a while, there's, like, a, a TV glitch and a circle of lights. And until today, it's they dark, have been... It's a dark order. <laughs> Wrong promotion. Uh, until today, they were two very separate things. Um, then, on Valentine's Day, there was the whole... Otis received the text message that Mandy was going to be late... So then Otis showed up to the restaurant late, Mandy thought she got stood up, so Dolph intervened, was, you know, man to the rescue, and then they started dating from there on in. So tonight was a match versus Tucker, um, and Ziggler. Uh, after the match, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville come down, Otis comes down to, to help out Tucker, then the whole glitchy thing comes on the big screen, and we finally have, you know, like... Some sort of reveal. It's somebody with a bunch of monitors, and they're like, the truth uh, will come out, or something like that. He's like, I told you guys, the truth will come out. And he plays video footage of what we all knew was going to be the deal. Video footage of Sonya Deville getting Mandy's phone, texting Otis that he was going to be, that she was going to be late. And then more video footage, background of Sonya talking to Dolph. Hey, it's all in place. You'll get what I want. I mean, I get what I want. You get what you want. It's all good. So the cat is out of the bag. Sonya Deville took Mandy's phone and set up this whole thing for Otis to be late so that Mandy could end up with Dolph. Uh, The only reason I care is because, like, this has been going on for so long and kind of knew that this is the end game and sort of finally see it happen cool i'm interested in how they're gonna tie in the whole circle of lights thing which i'm pretty sure is mustafa ali which to me means that we're gonna get mustafa versus dolph after this and it's interesting to me because they're doing this at the go home show when they should have done this weeks ago so that otis versus dolph has all of the heat in the world for wrestlemania now we're going into WrestleMania, and Mandy's kind of just... Mandy's upset with Sonya, 
but she's not exactly on Otis's side because she's not with Otis. But she's met at Dolph, but she's been dating Dolph. If you do this weeks ago, you could have had a Mandy on Otis's side versus a Dolph with Sonya in his corner, and then you could have done that. But what do I know? I mean, that's actually... I'm sitting here like trying not to fall asleep during that whole storyline now because <laughs> for me, it was... It, it lost, from, and for, again, for me, it lost all its heat. After the Valentine's Day thing, right? Uh, but to, to 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 have that reveal maybe last week, mm-hmm. where where Mandy and Otis are like together now, and Sonya's back in Dolph, that way you have a game in each corner exactly. for WrestleMania. Exactly makes sense. Now you don't know where Mandy Rose is going to fall into she's gonna come out with Dolph she's gonna come out with Otis she's she gonna come out at all who knows unless they're playing on like the old attitude era thing where like she's gonna come out mid-match with a weapon and it's gonna be oh my god who who is she gonna go for who is she gonna side with and then she's gonna hit Otis with the chair and turn full-blown heel with Dolph oh yeah that's that's <laughs> What are you, are you getting into my predictions early? Is that what's going on here? <laughs> my bad. <laughs> that's exact. I mean, not with the whole chair thing. But that's what I said. I was like, she's. We'll, we'll go. We'll, we'll get there when we get to Okay, okay, okay. We'll get there. We'll get there. So yeah, so that's that's that through line. Um, you want to you want to go ahead and then take away the the finale since you were so enamored with how SmackDown went off the air. So. Before we even get to the promo, like the the segment, after the segment, well, after SmackDown went off the air, rather, I sat up on my bed and I said, that is really bleeping. That was so bleeping good. Mm -hmm. And the segment in question is John Cena and The Fiend. And John Cena coming up. John Cena coming out and basically saying, I didn't want this match. I wanted to step aside and let like the future of the WWE pave their own way for you know towards WrestleMania. I wanted to sit on the sidelines. The Fiend challenged me. He's going to destroy and embarrass the the the, the fiend and all this other stuff. And I was like, okay, okay. Oh. All the while, I'm like, if the lights go out and the fiend attacks John Cena, I'm going to be upset. What we had instead was, while Cena's basically finishing his promo, you had Rambling Rabbit saying, "You're going to, you're going to join us forever here," and then you had Huskus on the, so it was like the hard cam was Rambling Rabbit. Opposite of the hard cam was Huskis. Um, Mercy was on the left side of the aisle. And then, was it Abby, the witch, was on the right side. And they're all, you know, making their normal sound thing. I mean, I don't know what a witch sounds like, but <laughs> and, uh, Mercy was buzzing and uh, Huskis was doing his oinky oinks. 
and and and, and uh, Rambling Rabbit was rambling, obviously. And then, uh, such descriptions. Then they show the fiend, and the fiend is on a balcony, uh, like a perch, the perch that uh, Elias the fell from. Yes, when they were reenacting Mufasa and Scar from The Lion King. (laughs) And the Fiend is looking at John Cena. John Cena is looking at the Fiend. They're sharing a very loving embrace while they stare into (laughs) each other's eyes longly. So the lights go out. The lights come back on. Bray Wyatt is behind John Cena says, let me in, lights go back out, Ray Wyatt is gone, and John Cena looks spooked, which is the first time that he looks spooked this entire feud, Mm -hmm. which is good, because now the fiend has gotten into John Cena's head. Right. And I'm just like, man, that is how you do a freaking pre-recorded glitchy lights out as you like to call it hoobity doobity thing <laughs> that was so well done yeah 100% I mean, true. From, for me I was like John Cena you're talking a little too much and you're being a little corny but yeah it, it's, it did it's job for that I was like you know what I don't know what the hell a Firefly Funhouse match is either John <laughs> but I'm looking forward to it <laughs> Oh my goodness! What did he call him? Um, the love child of Wiz Khalifa and somebody else. Yeah, I was like, "What are you even saying, John?" I was like, "Wiz Khalifa has got dreads. That's racist." <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, I agree. At first, I was a little shaky because he was saying weird stuff like that. But then by the end of the promo, I was like, oh, okay, this is really good. Speaking of rambling, rather, John was a rambling. He was just rambling the whole time. I was like, John, shut the hell up. Let's, <laughs> let's pull out SmackDown. <laughs> and he's got like, like an old man dad face now where he's just... You're beyond your years now, John. You're in fantastic shape. Don't get me wrong, but sure. I don't know that that hair and those crow's feet, man. No, you can see the age in his face. The age is in his yeah. face. I mean, the man made six hundred Make a Wish foundations. Yeah, uh, you know, Make a Wish. Uh, you know, Make a Wish. He made wishes, basically. Right? That's what yeah. they called their wishes. Yeah, yeah. He, he he has the record for most wishes made for Make a Wish Foundation. The guy's busy. 365 days a year since he basically became, you know... The top uh, guy in, what, like, 06? The the, the guy, you know, so... Damn, you know? Yeah. And and he's wearing it on his face. Man looks like the broad side of a brewer. Oh, no. Oh, no. (sighs) But anyway, so that wrapped up SmackDown, which, of course, wraps up our wrestling week or a week of wrestling. However, it's not quite over yet, because this Sunday, we have WrestleMania 36. This Saturday also. 
Oh, yeah. Saturday and Sunday. So, of course, we have to give our predictions. But we have a special guest, a very special guest, to help us with our predictions for WrestleMania 36. Someone who was actually with us when we were at WrestleMania 35 last year. He was mentioned at the top of the show. The brand new father. A huge friend to the show. The big dog. Big sexy. Joey, what is up, bro? What's up? What's up? Thank you for having me. You know I had to come check in my boys. The, the brand new dad life, man. Brand new dad life. Amidst the coronavirus, amidst being in and out of the maternity ward, I had to come check you for the WrestleMania predictions. You know what I'm saying? We really much appreciate appreciated, it. brother. Much, much appreciated. appreciated. Blessing us with your presence. <laughs> <laughs> And you know, in the future, you can tell your you can tell you know your baby girl. You be like, yeah, the day after you were born, I was like, let me go on a podcast. <laughs> How about tonight? They had the rerun to SmackDown, and my girl was feeding the baby everything, everything. So when she got back, that the part of SmackDown that was on was Flair's retirement match. So my baby's yeah. first match that she ever watched was Ric Flair versus Shawn Michaels, two of the an amazing match. ever. That's an amazing on match. Rush, well, my Mount Rushmore. An amazing so here's, match. So the sky's the limit for her then. Yeah, you know, it's not a bit. And then she's going to come home to WrestleMania. Not really a WrestleMania, <laughs> you know. But she will be watching WrestleMania with Pop all weekend. Oh, man. All right, so we have 16 matches to get through, fellas. Two nights, 16 matches. Are you guys ready to, to go through these predictions? Uh, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. All right, all right. So, <clears throat> normally, so well, not normally, but sometimes Shades and I try and predict the card and the order, but I'm not even going to try this time. I think we just go straight down the yeah, line. Yeah, no, it's tough. So, first, ma- first match announced on Wikipedia, or at least listed on Wikipedia, rather, is Charlotte Flair challenging Rhea Ripley for the NXT Women's Championship. Who's got what? I got Rhea too. I don't know if you were going with yeah. Rhea. I was going with Rhea. Yeah. I, like I Rhea. think Rhea retains. <clears throat> so, I think Rhea has to. I don't know. I think they will crucify uh, Charlotte if she gets if she goes over. Yeah, but that's never stopped Vince from putting Charlotte over. I I think this is I don't I I don't know if they could do it I I don't know that's so, what I I think Rhea I think Rhea I personally think it should be uh, Rhea but I would not be surprised if they let Charlotte do this and then bring some buzz to NXT for a few weeks and then drop it to mm-hmm. either Rhea or to Bianca Belair a little way down the line. I mean, right now we we stated earlier in the episode and basically every episode since this Wednesday Night Wars has started. AEW is beating NXT in the ratings. Maybe Charlotte going down there will boost some of the ratings for them. I don't think it will. I don't think this is the right move with Charlotte winning. Uh, If she didn't win the NXT Women's Championship while she was down there, excuse me, then maybe she can win it just to add it to you know her mantle. But honestly. Rhea is the best choice. You, you got to keep building your 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 women's division. 
having Rhea drop the belt to somebody who's already established doesn't make any sense. I so agree. I, think retains. I agree, but I just I'm having a hard time seeing Vince let Rhea Ripley and NXT talent go over on his Golden Girl. Maybe he's setting her up. <laughs> you know, I'm taking her soon. I'm getting her from you. You know, maybe she's polishing her up nice, unlike anybody else from NXT. <laughs> I don't know. I know. It's tough one. I'll, I'll go. You know what? I'm gonna go with my with my gut. I'll go with Rhea, but I would not be surprised if Charlotte wins this match. I think Rhea. I hope Rhea. I hope Rhea. One hundred percent. I definitely hope Rhea for sure. All right, so we all went Rhea. All all Rhea. Rhea across the board. Number two, second match of the night. We got. For the WWE Championship, Brock Lesnar defending against Drew McIntyre. To me, this has to be a no-brainer. I agree. It's got to be Drew. I agree. Yeah, it has to. Uh, I think yeah. we should think we should be clear across the board. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Drew rhymes with two, which is the second match on the Wikipedia oh site. So yeah, I'm going with Drew also. Oh my god. You know what it is? You know remember when Drew gave Brock the claymore and Brock said pick the belt up, pick the belt up? Yep. Yeah, he's you he's grooming him also. Yeah. That it kinda makes me feel Brock's into this match. Brock wants to put Drew over. I I don't I I say Drew. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. <clears throat> All right. Next up for the Blue Universal Championship. <laughs> oh Lord. The Oldberg versus what was originally Roman Reigns is now Braun Strowman. Anybody take Braun? a gamble on this? Anyone's going to roll I, if the I dice? Don't answer, if I don't answer, does the match have to happen? <laughs> <laughs> you know, if I just ignore it, hopefully WWE will kill you know. <laughs> I, I don't think that's how uh, that works. <laughs> Uh, 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 Braun question mark uh, I don't know I don't care Braun no they're not gonna give this to Braun off of Goldberg are you nuts you're gonna keep Goldberg with the championship as a part timer we already have a part time champion in Brock Lesnar you're gonna you're gonna do the universal championship like that on Smackdown of all Fox wouldn't go for it they want to go on the uh, on the station. It's got to be Braun Strowman. He'll be there every night or um, every other night or whatever the hell they're doing with the COVID nineteen thing. I- I'm going Braun. No way, bro. They didn't even like on SmackDown. They just like, oh yeah, Braun instead of Roman. Okay, bye. Like, it. I'm telling you, Goldberg's gonna win. And cause there's no if if Braun wins, this has to be the most like wet fart. First reign ever, ever. Yeah, I mean, who cares though? I, 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 who, yeah, who? Yeah, I, I say the same. Who really? Who really cares? I, I was, I was with Goldberg, but Jeremy just sold me. Jeremy sold me completely on that. Fox needs the championship on on TV. I think they'll pull the trigger until the next the next pay per view, and bang, they'll give they'll hand it right to Roman. Yeah, I mean, I I think Braun Braun wins, and then they 
They figure out what they're doing with, with the when the whole COVID nineteen thing blows over. Roman beats Braun, and then they set up a Saudi show for Brock um, for Roman and Goldberg. Ugh. I hope they abandoned Goldberg, Roman. Let's just abandon that show. I agree. I agree. Like the the one good thing about Roman being pulled from this is my hopes are if you guys are right, Braun is from Goldberg, and the goodbye Goldberg. Okay, but. I'm still. I still think Goldberg's gonna win this match. I don't think. I don't think there's any chance that Braun wins. I. I mean, I'm. I'm. I'm on the fence on this one. I because I don't care. I just, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be completely honest with you. I'll be completely honest with I you. Just, the, so, I just. I really didn't care when Roman was in the match either. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Likewise. <laughs> but WWE holds Goldberg in such high regard. Like they use him as such a marketing tool. I can't imagine that they'd let him lose with zero fanfare. There's going to be zero fanfare for every match. Who cares? Okay. I think it's more along the lines that he got that second reign in. All right, he's a two-time Universal Champion. Ugh. Everybody will won't remember how long that second reign was when when it's all said and done. You know. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Moving on for the Raw Women's Championship, the longest reigning current champion, Becky Lynch, who won that championship a year ago at WrestleMania 35. Defending versus Shayna Baszler. It's got to be Shayna, right? I got the mod. Nope, I got the mod. Really? The mod. The mod. I got the mod. Really? Shayna, who you got? I I, I think I want Becky to win, so I think she'll win. (laughs) I'm Becky. I'm I'm not tired of the man stick. Everyone's over it. The Becky thing, I let it let it rain. I want it to stay. I want it longer. See, I'm not necessarily saying I'm over <laughs> Becky Lynch, but I think this is Shayna's time. Mm, for me, I was like, this isn't the feud that they wanted. It was it, it was it was supposed to be Becky versus Ronda, mm-hmm. not Becky versus Shayna. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but they started this at Survivor Series. And, like, this is the only match on the entire card that has any real heat other than Drew and, and Brock. And that started in January. This has got, like, six months on it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go Shayna. I also think this is a good tool for them to, to bring Ronda back. Yeah, but wouldn't bring Ronda back only help if Becky's the champ? Not necessarily. Uh, unless you keep this thing going. Because if, if Becky loses, you know this thing's going to A, you going keep this and going, and then B, when Ronda comes in... You get Ronda back. I'm sorry, go ahead, go ahead mm-hmm. I'll go with Diana. I wasn't saying anything. Oh. No, but I yeah. like Becky. I, I think if, if Becky... Even if Becky loses or wins, you can keep this going a little bit, right? When Ronda comes back... You can make it seem like Ronda might have some jealousy towards Shayna. But then, of course, they're going to tag up, team up, and Ronda's going to be a full-through heel for the first time. And then we start taking those baby steps towards the four horsewomen versus four horsewomen that WWE so badly wants to do. Uh, the only problem is that the NXT girls aren't ready for it. So oh, no, it may trash. be a little longer than expected, but... Yeah, they're pretty uh, bad. Again, I'm staying with, I'm staying with Shayna. I agree. <clears throat> All right, so 
for the first of the what is that matches, we have the Firefly Funhouse match between John Cena, Wa 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 Wu, do 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 do, versus the Fiend Bray Wyatt. Gentlemen, I like, I like Bray. I think Cena has to put Bray over. Yeah, could not agree yeah, with you more. Um, I think Cena's cutting deep on Bray now, just to because he believes in the in the Fiend. I think that John Cena will put Bray Wyatt over because John F- Cena winning at WrestleMania does nothing to elevate the WWE product. Agreed. He's going to go back off into Hollywood after this. Mm-hmm. Bray Wyatt's going to stay. Mm-hmm. I think that John Cena puts Bray Wyatt over in whatever the hell a Firefly Funhouse match is. Yep. Yep. Agreed, agreed, agreed. I will tell you one thing. The fact that there is no audience and that this is taped is only working in Bronze uh, Bray's favor. Yep. And I think mm-hmm. that he can make this uh, very enjoyable match, like very, you know, just creative. You know how he is. Oh, for sure. If he, could, if he could switch from the Fiend to Bray mid-match and just do something funny like that, that could be real fun to watch. There's, yep. there's, so, actually, many, there's so many ways that Bray can do this. We've already seen, like, what he did with Randy Orton, which some of it worked, some of it didn't. You know, we already know how creative Bray can be. Like you said, um, Joe, with this being a pre-taped, you know, different location gimmick match, Firefly Funhouse match, we can they can do anything. And I really think that really works in Bray's favor, both creatively and in terms of the character winning the match. And I would hope they did it better than whatever AEW did with that Matt Hardy teleportation thing. <laughs> that wasn't that was that was funky. Yeah, that was that was that was that was, that was oof. Like I was that was oof. Don't that do that again. Cringy, that was bad. That was cringy. That was cringy. Yeah. yeah, that was really cringy. Yep. Yep. Um. Anyway, <laughs> for the SmackDown Women's Championship. A fatal five-way elimination match featuring defending champion Bailey, Lacey Evans, Naomi, Sasha Banks, and did you know she was still employed, because I didn't, Tamina. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> um I mean, I want to, mm, mm, I don't know. You used talking. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll take it back off what you say. Yeah. I, I think this has to be one of two. It's either Bailey or Sasha. I I wanted to say Sasha. I feel like if Sasha pins somebody else, that kind of starts a fire. You know, if she wins the championship pinning somebody else, then that kind of causes the friction between the best friends. Yeah, yeah like uh, we have like Na- Na- Naomi eliminate Bailey. And then Sasha eliminates Naomi. Bailey's like, I didn't lose my championship. I wasn't, you know, Sasha didn't pin me. And then that that builds a feud between them. Yeah, exactly. I can see that happening. I yeah, can that. I can see that happening. But I'm gonna go with Tamina. <laughs> <laughs> Tamina, Tamina's my dark horse. Yeah, these are all valid points, but I'm going with Tamina. <laughs> you want to go about <laughs> I like everything you said. Still go with Tamina. I think that's how Vince books, no? <laughs> that makes that's a lot of sense. Still go with John Cena. 
Listen, listen. If if Tamina wins, I should win every point, no matter if I'm right or wrong, <laughs> on every uh, for the rest of the card. Um, Without question. Without question. I'm going to Tamina. How about what if? Hear me out. What if Tamina never makes it to the match? And what if the fifth person is a returning Nia Jax? Okay. Okay. I saw Nia Jax actually tweeted something out that she's going to make a hot return or something like that. She's ready for a big return. So, instead of Tamina, it's Nia, and she dominates, you know, and then the final three are Sasha and Bailey, who work together to go after after, um, Nia Jax, but at the end of the day, Nia Jax pins them both to become the new SmackDown Women's Champion. Is that where you're going? I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud. I'm still going to Tamina. <laughs> <laughs> That's all valid points. <laughs> so I'm, I'm pulling up Steph Curry half-brain shot. Like, uh, half-point <laughs> shot right here. Let's do this. <laughs> That's more likely. Steph Curry is like, you know, the percentage is definitely in Curry's favor. <laughs> all right, so... That's a valid so, point, but I'm still going with Tamina. <laughs> so, Big Doug, who was your pick? My pick? I'm going with Sasha. Sasha. Shades, you're sticking with Tamina. Yes, sir. She got the corona. You're wild, boy. <laughs> <laughs> you, either die, you either die a hero or you live long enough to become the villain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. No, you're nuts. You know what? You know what? Because you're going to go out there, I'm going to stay safe. I'll go Bailey. Forget it. I'll let you be the only one out here. Like, you go, you can stay out here by yourself. Tamina. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. When you post it on Facebook, Ray's gonna be like, "Yeah, you know what? I'm going Tamina also." Because my boy <laughs> Ray. That happening. I can see that happening. And Ray do some crazy fantasy booking where that happened. He, believe me, he could do yeah. it. Shout yeah. out to my boy Ray. <laughs> shout out, shout out Ray. Little <laughs> Meech. All right. So, so now that we have that absurdity out of the way. Let's move on to another what the hell kind of match is this. The Undertaker, or Mark Calloway, versus Alan Jones Styles in a Boneyard match. You know me, I can't go against uh, Alan Jones, so I'm picking AJ. Even though he is going to lose to The Undertaker. Yeah, I, I got to go Mark Calloway. I'm going Calloway. Calloway all the way. Which is disgusting, but yeah. I mean, you don't pick against Undertaker on in during WrestleMania. Yeah, what are they gonna make him twenty two and three? You know what I mean, like twenty twenty two and two. He is twenty two and two. Yeah. As I said, what are they gonna make him go twenty two and three? I mean, at this point, I don't think records even give, like matter anymore. You know, it's just the more he loses, the more it gets, the, the like, more. The original record means nothing. So you're telling me that Undertaker wrestled in 26 WrestleManias in how many years? 30. I think he's wrestled in 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 all but like the first four, if I'm not or the first five. I don't like if I'm not mistaken. So he missed out on five WrestleManias in about 30 years. No, because he also was hurt for like one of them. But he has like a his record is is 
I think it's like 23 or 24 and 2 or something like that. He debuted debuted in 1990. So he's been wrestling for 30 years. In those 30 years, he's wrestled in, was it 25 WrestleManias? No, he missed out on how many. Yeah. Uh, and we just happened yeah. to go to one of those WrestleManias where he did not go. <laughs> that he did not I know, right? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I got to so take away this match. Bad, but Brian stuff, you know? Yeah. So, we got an AJ and two takers. Is that what we're looking at? Yes, sir. All right. So, let's move on to, I think this is what Raw has been using as like their top A story, I guess. Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins. Um, hmm, you guys talk. I'm, I'm thinking back off what you say. <laughs> <laughs> so, Seth, Seth was running down Kevin for like the last couple of weeks. Like when it comes to WrestleMania, um, I'm at my best. I'm at my A game. When it comes to WrestleMania, for you, you haven't won. You always lose. So I think. I think Kevin is due for a win, and Kevin Owens goes over. Or does Seth go over to continue the momentum of the Disciples and the Monday Night Messiah? Well, right now, it's just him, Murphy, and Bizarre, I think. Right, because one of the... Exactly. So... You You can still run the whole Monday Night Messiah thing. With Kevin Owens beating him. You think so? Yeah. Oh, it was a fluke. Blah, blah, blah. You know, something like that. I was uh, I was sick, or I was hurt, or I was worried about my my um, my my people in, in this time of, of need. And, uh, he can, he can, Seth can spin it. Kevin Owens go over. And then what? You have this free to continue? No. What you can say is, Kevin beating me was a fluke. Um, but, but if you're I, Kevin Owens, why would you try, stand for that? Try and come what? If you're Kevin Owens, why would you stand for that? If you I, beat man, somebody... I, this is WWE. I don't know. I'm just trying to... Put <laughs> <laughs> out a logical explanation. I'm just thinking like, like, oh... Why would Kevin Owens stand for that, man? Like... <laughs> But, um, Whatever, to me it's gonna I, win. Doesn't matter. To me it's gonna win. I, I, I think Seth. I like Seth for this. I, I think this is gonna add more heat to Seth, and that's what he needs right now. Lacking one of the exactly AOP members will uh-huh. just give him more heat. This will throw fuel onto the fire. And on top of that, this will give him an excuse to to get somebody new. Oh look, I beat Kevin Owens. You see, you could be a follower, blah blah, blah and then he can recruit somebody else. As a, as a disciple. I'm, I'm going Kevin. All right. I'm going Seth. I'm Seth. All right. Now, what might be the most... This probably might be the most exciting match on the card, to be honest, in terms of just work rate. Triple threat ladder match for the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championships. We have The Miz and Morrison, who are the reigning champions, going up against The New Day, Big E and Kofi Kingston. And the Usos. This is gonna be a fun one. That's what I'm saying. This this could be really good. I like Miz and Morrison. 
thirteenth. You know what? I was going to say the same thing. Really? I I like Mason Morrison retaining. They just uh, yeah they took they took it off the new day. Why wouldn't why would the new day win again? Uh, I'm going I'm going I'm going Miz and Morrison. This might be my bias talking, but I'm going Usos. Yeah, I figured as much. Hey. No, because the Usos are due for a championship. Yeah. They're coming back, but but I, I'm taking into consideration, man, they've been drinking and driving, man, so. <laughs> yeah, because Vince cares? It is true. That is true. Vince does not care. Look at Jeff Hardy. Look at Jeff Hardy. Exa- exactly. Look at Jeff Hardy. Look at Jeff Hardy. Hey, hey, ho, ho, Miz and Morrison. <laughs> <laughs> oh god alright from one tag team championship to another the raw tag team championships on the line in a put together copy and paste just drag and drop wrestling here the street profits defending their championships against Angel Garza and Austin Theory Profits retain. Uh, yeah. Profits retain. Oh, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Profits retain. Moving on. Uh, yeah. Profits. <laughs> My brother called me during Raw, and he's like, "Who is this Finn Balor wannabe lookalike on my TV right now?" <laughs> Austin Theory. Yeah. Who? Nah, man. Yeah, don't sleep on Austin Theory. I'm bugging. I'm not, saying, not, I'm not saying he's a bad wrestler, but this is... Circle which of these does not belong. Get you know, me a crayon. Like third match. He's in a WrestleMania championship match. On on the main roster, no? Yeah. Second, third match. I mean, yeah, match he, was in, in, he was in two matches in NXT or three matches in NXT. This is his fourth match. No, I'm saying main in, roster. Yeah. Well, NXT's main roster. Oh, ooh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. Alright, how long has he been on Raw? How many, how many Raw matches has he had? To get a Raw None take title match. No, I think he fought this week on Raw. Yeah, Everybody he was on Raw this week. Raw. He had a match this week. He was in a tag match with Seth Rollins oh, and somebody else. One match. Then that deserves a take team title match? I don't I can't even think of a tag team on Raw. Bro, if there's anything uh, that says kickoff show, this is kickoff show. I mean, I'm going profits. It's, that's profits. It. It's, this is the this is the, such a no brainer. Yeah, this is probably lock of the night. I would think. Yeah. All right. I agree. Now the next two matches are who cares, but we got to do them anyway. Alistair Black versus Bobby Lashley, for reasons. Alistair Black, Black, Black. Alistair Black. Alistair Black, not the Black Eye. Alistair Black. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could have seen Will's face when I said that. <laughs> I know he's mad. <laughs> oh my god! Let's move on before Joey says something else. Uh-oh. Yeah, this is gonna make me that joke. Think I wasn't on the beginning. <laughs> Elias versus King Corbin because reasons. King Corbin. Um, Corbin. Uh, when Cor- Corbin treated Elias like Mufasa. I don't know, man. Do you get up to that? <laughs> I mean, considering he literally 
tried to murder Elias. I'm going King Corbin. I'm going to go King Corbin also. I don't care. Listen, the rest of the card is not exactly, you know, hot either. Next up, yeah. Edge versus Randy Orton in a last man standing match. Edge? Edge. Edge. Has to go over. Has to be Edge. Has to go over. Um, this might be the lock of the night, I, honestly. Really? I don't know if it's a lock of the night, because I could see Randy Orton I, still winning. It has to be a lock. Edge hasn't wrestled a one-on-one match, a singles match, in what, nine years? Yeesh. Gotta be edge. I think it's gotta be edge. We'll see. I think it should be edge. Also, I just I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Randy Orton. So I wouldn't call this a lock for me. All right, for the Intercontinental Championship, we got Sami Zayn versus Daniel Bryan. I don't even think this match actually goes off. How so? Uh, this could be fun. Uh, Sami Zayn actually wrestling. He hasn't wrestled in what seven months. He's no, he's been in a few matches. He won the championship. He was in that match. Yeah, that boy didn't wrestle though. I don't know. He hit the Huluva kick on Daniel Daniel Bryan Bryan. today. I'm I'm going Daniel Bryan. I hope it's Daniel Bryan. I would like to see Daniel Bryan win it. I'd be down. I just want to see Daniel Bryan with with the coach. I just want to see these five guys go at it one at a time. Like, I just want to see these five wrestlers wrestle each other. Because just, like, yeah. any combination, Daniel versus Cesaro, Gulak versus Shinsuke, Sammy versus Shinsuke, uh, Cesaro versus... Every, everyone, Everyone's interchangeable, and the, the, the match would be a banger. A hundred, that's what I'm saying. Just give them the time. Give them the ex- time, the exactly. right fans will appreciate it. Yep, exactly. Any combination of these five with time, just feed it to me, please. Give them the time, the right people will appreciate it. Yep. You know? Yep. All right. Match number 15. The WWE Women's Tag Team Championships are on the line as the Kabuki Warriors, Asuka and Kairi Sane, defend their championships versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Mm. I say Bliss and Cross. I think, yeah. Let's and Cross go over. Um, they'll be the, the the only two time tag team champions. I think they only lost the Bucks because they got uh, Bliss got hurt. Yeah. So I think I think I think uh, Bliss and Cross win. I agree. Bliss I agree. WWE will put a belt on Alexa Bliss and a chance to get one hundred percent. Absolutely. But yeah, I'm, they'll create a mid card belt just so that Alexa Bliss can carry something. Well, hopefully they could do something with the belts and they could actually be defended and... Don't be silly, Joseph. ...be tag team. Don't be silly. Don't be... Don't... Stop it. Stop it. You're hurting All yourself. All right, I'm sorry. I went there. I went there. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and then the final match on the card, as mentioned previously, what could have been at least something with heat is a wet fart. Otis versus Dolph Ziggler with Mandy Rose maybe in Dolph Ziggler's corner. I would not be surprised if Mandy Rose, if they do, they pull the, they have two options here. Either they do a modern love story, Mandy Rose comes out, 
and actually ends up with Otis, and Otis wins. Or they take this back 20 years, Manny Rose comes back, I mean, comes out, and they play the whole who was, whose side is she on, and then she ends up attacking Otis, and she's on Dolph Ziggler's side, and Dolph wins. It could go either way, but for the support of the fatties, I'll go with Otis. Go fat man life. Yeah, boy. Dad bod. Let's do it. Let's go. <laughs> Otis. Otis. I'm mean, going to Otis, baby. I'm going Dolph. You're going Dolph, Shades? I think, like, like you said, I think Mandy's going to come out and she's going full heel. She's going to, like, low blow or, or distract yep. Otis. Yep. Or, or... Mandy comes out and Otis gets distracted by her and eats a super kick and that's how he loses. Not her necessarily turning heel, but or something like Mandy comes out and Sonya is like trying to like strong arm her and Otis gets upset, turns around, eats a, a super kick or a zigzag and that's how he wins. I look. I guess like I said I could totally see them doing that. My only thing though is the way they set it up tonight makes me think. Mandy's gonna have something to say to Sonya. Otis beats Dolph. Then the next thing we have is that quick tag match. We have Otis and Mandy versus Dolph and Sonya. And then when whoever this bringer of truth is revealed, they'll have their match against Dolph because Dolph is gonna be mad that he lost Mandy because of this person. Okay. That's I'm my still going Dolph. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Alright, so that's those are all sixteen matches for the two night, you know, because it's too big for just one night. The two night WrestleMania 36 live from question mark? The performance center and other locations. You know, I was I quickly glanced at the card before. And I was like, oh, this, this could be, you know, this could be good. This isn't going to be bad. But now that I've, like, sat here for, you know, 40 minutes discussing what, <laughs> discussing the card, I'm not excited for this at all. <laughs> 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 this is WrestleMania, man. You have to understand, this is WrestleMania. I know. This isn't, you know, this isn't Great Balls of Fire. This is <laughs> WrestleMania. <laughs> this may be a chore. This may be a chore at the end of the night. Yeah, yeah. Like I was, uh, Shades and I were talking earlier today. And I was like, you know, a lot of these matches, you remove the title stipulations, and this is easily like a Raw or a SmackDown. Yeah, easily, easily. This, this is WrestleMania, dude. Like, why Why is Elias versus King Corbin on this? You know what I mean? Like, why well, is that on Elias WrestleMania? Elias versus Dolph Ziggler. But Alistair why Black versus Bobby Lashley. Like, why are these matches at WrestleMania? This is WrestleMania, dude. They have to fill a three and a half hour show. Ay, ay, ay. Anyway, so with that being said, with our predictions now locked in in the books, even though I know one hundred percent I'm gonna get a text message or a call from Big Dog tomorrow to change his picks because he always does. Always, always, always. <laughs> like a minute always. before the show goes on the air. Hold on, I'm changing my pick from so and so to such and such. Always. I'll do it the second night, too. <laughs> <laughs> you always got to keep things spicy. 
Don't let me sit with, sit with my thoughts, you know? It's, not, it's never a good thing. <laughs> uh, so before, you know, we, we do anything else, of course, in the world of professional wrestling, there are some good seeds. Um, I, I guess there are some bad seeds, and there's not much going on, but... Hey, there are definitely some bad seeds. There are there they're are seeds, seeds and they, they all contribute. They all contribute to the tree, to the garden, to the forest that is professional wrestling. So, real quick, guys, before we go off, good seeds, bad seeds. My good seeds, AEW. Uh, my bad seeds, WWE. <laughs> <laughs> through this whole through this whole COVID process, AEW showing you what you should be doing, and WWE is showing you highlights that we get for free on the WWE Network. <laughs> Undertaker's promo. My bad seed is the naming of the TNT Championship. Hmm, that's a bad one. <laughs> <laughs> My good seed goes to Ring of Honor for finally adding paper live pay per views to their Honor Club subscription. Uh, mm. My bad seed goes to the naming of the TNT Championship. <laughs> yeah, that's a bad one. It is. It's <laughs> pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Big ass TNT logo in the middle of the faceplate. Oh my god, I can't even. Yeah, man. man. Oh my god. That's a bad one, man. Bro, if they put the TNT logo front and center on that thing, oh no. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. Anyway, that's going to wrap up our episode of Grapples to Apples this week. As always, you can listen to us on SoundCloud.com slash Grapples to Apples. That's Grapples, the number two. If you don't like SoundCloud, you got Google Play Music, you got Apple Podcasts. It doesn't matter where you're listening, as long as you're listening. Don't forget to check out our social media pages. You got Facebook.com, Twitter.com, slash Grapples Apples. Again, that's Grapples, the number two. Apples, like, comment, share, subscribe. Do whatever you got to do to put us in as many ears and eyes as humanly possible as we appreciate it. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Ill Will the Thrill, the Poetarian, Shakespearean Candidate, Major English, whatever you need me to be. That's who I be, because that's who I is. Joined. Remotely in this COVID epidemic pandemic by the man of the hour, the man with the power, too socially distant to be sour, cream <laughs> <laughs> of the crop, rise to the top, young boy, shades. And by our very special guest, the new father. Pop the big dog over here. Much love to everybody. Shout out to everybody. That hit me up and said congratulations and sent all their love to me, Paige, Chloe. I appreciate that. Next time I come on, I'm going to have like a whole little thing to add to the big dog. You know what I'm saying? Because you've got that too sweet to be sour and, uh, you know, you got your thing. I'm, I'm coming up with something. Next time I come, it's, it's not going to be like little foam. I'm actually going to come with something. <laughs> 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 uh, thank you all for listening. Don't forget to check us out this week, this weekend, and next week and every other week because an apple a day keeps the bad wrestling away. Peace. Peace and love.